This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You're now listening to the Destination Debbie Podcast. I present your host, Ray Garvin, the creator of Destination Debbie, and your go-to source for all things Debbie and college football. It's that time of the year where it's accountability season, right? So we got to put everything out there. Final takes, you know, get those last takes in before the draft on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and sort of uh, talk through the process, right? Talk to through the finalization of, of what we've grinded for. I mean, good grief for those of us in Debbie leagues. I mean, for years, it feels like it's like literally years we have grinded for this moment. So it's time to be like, boom, put it out there. Who are the guys? Where are they at? What are you doing with them? Where do we draft them? Uh, so this is this is an exercise that that needs to be done every single year. So we can just look back and be like, where, where were we right? Where was I wrong? What can I learn from those situations? So. I am live with my squad members. This is another live show uh, for for the boys over here, for the men and women of Destination Debbie, uh, for all of y'all listening on the pod, watching on YouTube. Just know that that I will be interacting with my peoples, man. If they ask some questions, you know, I got to answer the people a little bit here, but let's just jump right into it. It is time to drop my top five wide receivers in the 2021 NFL draft class. Now, last year I did a top 10, but at this point last year, I didn't have people paying for the fucking ranking. So I'm not doing that this year. I'm giving you top five. If you want six through 30 something, six through 40, you know where to find me, patreon.com forward slash all gas. And when I get off of here with y'all, I'm gonna hang out with them for a little bit and talk about the movement of some of the players underneath, which is kind of a little bit more important than some of the guys in the top five. But here we are at this critical juncture and it's and it's hard to differentiate between noise and actual credible sources when the reality is none of us know anything and we're just trying to take our best guesses as to which one of these players are going to score us fantasy points. And if you rock with me for any amount of time, any amount of time, I always say I want players who have an opportunity to get an opportunity to score as fantasy points, that's what I'm looking for. It's I need to know who's going to be on the field, who's going to get the targets, who's got the opportunity to do that. And one of the biggest factors in all processes for that opportunity is draft capital. It is not the end all be all. It is not if they're drafted in first round, they're good and they're going to be great. 
but it is a big indicator of opportunity. Which one of these guys are going to get drafted to where a team is going to say, we need to get him on the field sooner rather than later? That's what we're looking for. So at this point, it is not about me. It is not about how I personally feel about these guys deep down inside in my heart. And I've, I've, I had to learn that lesson last year. You know what's funny about last year? I am a on-field film guy. That's what I do. I love and appreciate the numbers, but I'm a film guy. I played the game. That's how I evaluate fucking talent is on the field. Last year, the player that I had ranked wide receiver two, I was bought all into the analytics, just completely in breakout age, age-adjusted production, dominator rating, market share, yada. I mean, I was through and through on Jalen Rager, and when I trusted the analytics community with all my heart, look at what happened. Look at what happened. He didn't pan out to be the wide receiver two or three or four or five or six, but I still am very, very confident that he will get a shot to really break out this year. But here in 2021, let's dive into a player uh, who jumped up quite a bit for me, and it's hard to deny the the smoke around his projected draft capital, where he could go. I'm hearing fits like the New Orleans Saints. I'm hearing the Green Bay Packers. Elijah Moore, wide receiver out of Ole Miss, is my fifth ranked wide receiver in this class. Listen, when you're talking about a player who has the short area agility to be a factor, who has the explosiveness, we've seen him dominate in the SEC. I I said on multiple shows, on Roto Underworld, on Fantasy Pros, if Elijah Moore's first name were Rondell Moore, people would be lose people would have lost their minds on the production that he had in this 2020 season. It's it's incredible. And not just what he did in 2020 in a shortened season, it's what he did as a true freshman for the Ole Miss Rebels on a team that had uh, DeMarcus Lodge, that had uh, DK Metcalf and A.J. Brown, he was productive on the field as a true freshman with two guys who are arguably top three dynasty wide receivers, top five at worst dynasty wide receivers in A.J. Brown, DK Metcalf. Elijah Moore was able to get on the field and compete with those guys. And if I had the mortgage of the house, Right now, I have a lot more confidence that Elijah Moore is going to get higher draft capital and therefore opportunity to score us fantasy points than Rondell Moore. I'm seeing all kinds of stuff about Rondell Moore anywhere from round one to round three. I saw some stuff about him in round four. I don't get it. I'm still, 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 still a very big believer in what Rondell Moore can do with the ball in his hands, but it's a far cry from him being drafted two years ago. First round of Debbie startups, he was coming off of the board, top 10 pick, easy, easy top 10 pick. I was in a Debbie startup. Rondell Moore was the first round pick. Jamar Chase almost went undrafted in the Debbie draft. So at this point, Elijah Moore, the the talent combined with the athleticism, combined with the projected draft capital, he slots into my wide receiver five. And I think he's going to be a rock solid PPR weapon for us in fantasy football. I think Elijah Moore's a really talented kid. Glad to see him get his just due. And I'm hopeful, hopeful, hopeful that he's drafted in the first round here Thursday in the 2021 NFL draft. Now at number four, my fourth, one, two, three, fourth ranked player at the wide receiver position in the 2021 class, Minnesota Gophers wide receiver Rashad Bateman, shoddy B. 
Y'all know I like me some shoddy B. Rashad Bateman has been consistently inside my top five the entire time. Fluctuated, moved up, wide receiver two, three, four, five. He's been inside that top five. I think he's just a solid receiver. He's going to be a solid pro. I don't think he's a superstar. I don't think that he's going to be this just fantasy, just gold mine at the receiver position. I think he's one of those players that's going to be outstanding for your real NFL club, the team that he's drafted to. That fan base will really appreciate what he brings to the table. And as far as fantasy football, I think he's going to be a solid option at the wide receiver position, ceiling of a wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three flex play that can potentially get you some wide receiver one seasons. I don't know if he's going to be asked to be the guy. I don't know if we're being realistic, folks. All of these dudes can't walk in being the guy. Somebody's got to play the Robin to Batman. Someone's got to play second fiddle, right? But Rashad Bateman, Elijah Moore, these are second fiddle guys. These are not alphas. These are not your go in from day one, dominate. They are the alpha wide receiver. It's just not going to, I don't see that happening for these two wide receivers. But I do like the stability. I like the floor. I think they're safe players, right? And Rashad Bateman's the type of cat that two or three years down the line, he could be that. He could. We didn't think Michael Thomas was going to be the guy his rookie season, right? But Bateman has, you know, he's not as big as we thought, but he's not some tiny ass wide receiver either. He's one of the best route runners in this class. He's sure handed. He's athletic. He's got the hands. He checks the boxes that the analytics community likes. And when you turn on the film and you watch number 13 play, you can't deny how damn good Rashad Bateman is. So at my fourth ranked wide receiver, Rashad Bateman, shoddy, shoddy B. Like any good team, hiring the right employees for your front office is just as important as recruiting the best players for the game. That's why you need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com BlueWire. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com BlueWire. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything. Which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we get into the top three, and this is this is this is what I want to talk about here, because the player I have is my wide receiver three. If there were long shot odds as to who would be the first wide receiver off of the board in the NFL draft on Thursday. I think Jalen Waddle makes a case. We didn't think that Henry Ruggs would be selected ahead of uh, Jerry Judy, ahead of CeeDee Lamb, ahead of Justin Jefferson. And last year, the first wide receiver off the board was the speedster Henry Ruggs. Now, I know we didn't get to see Jalen Waddle test, 
But good grief, I really hope nobody out there is questioning the explosiveness and the speed of Jalen Waddle. He is a game wrecker. He is a player that you have to account for at all times because it only takes an inch and Jalen Waddle can take it to the house. He's mistaken as just some speed deep threat, right? I've made the comparisons to if there's going to be a Tyreek Hill, this is the player who it could be. And I said that from a multitude of angles. A, Tyreek Hill made his hang on special teams. If you go back to Kansas City, when Tyreek Hill started to make a name for himself, he was returning punts, he was returning kicks, he was this gadget player. But every time he touched the ball, you saw the speed, you saw the explosiveness. I believe that from day one, the day that Jalen Waddle steps on an NFL field, he is arguably the best punt returner in the NFL. He's got that type of ability on special teams. Along with that, you see the speed, you see the athleticism, you see the burst, you see the juice. In the national championship game, dude was limping around out there on a broken fucking leg and he still had juice to burn. It's insane how athletically gifted Jalen Waddle is. And if there were a player from Alabama who I thought would be going first as a skill position guy, it's not Najee Harris, it's not Devontae Smith, it would be Jalen Waddle because of the speed, because of that game-breaking ability. And again, he's much more than a deep threat. Get him the ball on screens. He can run uh, you know, a decent route inventory, but what he does is he threatens the secondary immediately. His explosion off of the line of scrimmage Good grief, folks. It is it is impressive. And I know we've all seen it, but I just can't understate and under, you know, talk about how much a player like Jalen Waddle stresses a defense, what he can do at the next level. And he may have the highest ceiling, the highest ceiling out of any of these wide receivers in the entire class. Now, at wide receiver two, yes. The Slim Reaper, Devontae Smith, the Slim Reaper, comes in as WR2 in the 2021 class, and I'm happy. I'm happy. He went from a player that nobody wanted. He went out there. He did his damn thing in the 2020 season, winning the Heisman Trophy, unanimous All-American, SEC record holder in receptions, touchdowns, receiving yards in a single season. What didn't Devontae Smith do? gain weight. That was it. That's all he did. That's all he did. He just didn't gain weight. He's 166 pounds. If he hits, I understand and I will not deny the fact that he will be an outlier from the weight, BMI, body composition standards. Understand it. And you know what? I'm fine putting the damn stamp on it because I believe that we are looking at a walking PPR machine walking PPR machine. Devontae Smith, he's not the best route runner in the class, but he is very, very talented off of the line of scrimmage. His hands, best in the class, contest the catchability. I think he's tied with Jamar Chase. Both of those dudes down the field can get up and go get it. Devontae Smith is somebody, even with that slight frame, when teams are down on the goal line, down at the five-yard line, and they need to throw the ball in the end zone and put it up, 
Six foot one, Devontae Smith can go get it. His wingspan, I've said this a couple of times, y'all understand what I'm about to tell you. At six foot one, his wingspan is equal to Antonio Gandy Golden and Colin Johnson. Both of them cats are six foot four and taller. It's insane. That one-handed grab that he made versus LSU where he jumped up and snatched that bad boy out of the air. I think they brought the measuring tape out and it was like almost close to 11 feet above the rim. That's how damn good he is with the ball is in the air. His contested catch ability, the hands are strong. We saw that in 2019 versus Ole Miss. We saw it every damn week in 2020. Do not be concerned about Devontae Smith and the weight. Devontae Smith, well, he didn't do a whole bunch as a freshman. It's fucking Alabama. It's Alabama. Like, calm down. Like, it's Alabama. Go listen to Shannon Sharp's podcast with Alvin Kamara and listen to Alvin Kamara talk about walking into the running back room at Alabama and you got seven damn five stars there. You know, Derrick Henry, Kenyon Drake, Damian Harris, T. Tenpenny, D. Hart. You got all these cats there. There's only one football to go around. That's just how it goes at these big programs. So I don't give a shit about his freshman season. I don't care that he came back as a senior. How damn dumb does that sound? I don't want to draft the player because he came back for his senior year. What the hell are we doing, people? The mental gymnastics that have gone on for the past four months are absolutely ridiculous. They're blasphemous. And don't listen to the foolishness. Devontae Smith, walking PPR monster. Excited, excited, excited to watch where he lands uh, here in the next couple of days. One landing spot people talk about that is disgusting, that people are like, oh, I don't want to see him go to Detroit. If he goes to Detroit, he's going to be the top dog. Like, who do they have? Perryman, Quintez, Cephas, is Amendola still? I don't even know. TJ Hawkinson, DeAndre Swift. I wouldn't hate it for Devontae Smith that they pair him up with Tua. That'd be dope. Uh, you know, wherever he goes, the Giants. I keep hearing the Giants. I don't see that as a landing spot. But Devontae Smith checks in. He is the wide receiver, too. He's one of my guys, the Slim Reaper. I'm putting my stamp on him. He's the player that I think he's going to defy all odds, become that outlier, and be an absolute monster for us in Dynasty. Now, at WR1. Somebody in the chat just put Kyle Pitts. Is he my WR1? No, Kyle Pitts ain't my WR1. But Pitts is dope. Pitts is dope. It's Jamar Chase, man. It's, it's Jamar Chase. And for me, I'm just going to be flat out honest. I'm going to keep it real. I didn't think he was that athletic. I didn't. I didn't think. And I, and I know them LSU Pro Day numbers juiced up a little bit. They had it juiced up. Everybody was dropping four threes at LSU. But what you can't juice up is a damn 40 inch vertical jump. Um, from what I heard, uh, you know, his, his short, subtle stuff is good. I mean, just look at pictures of the kid. Like, I think from uh, Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, th- those are two guys that I think could be elite fantasy score. And Jalen Waddle. I think they can be elite fantasy scorers for us and Waddle more so down the line. But I mean, from day one, walking in and you tell me the first NFL game, Jamar Chase scores 22 fantasy points. Devontae Smith has 19 fantasy points in their first NFL game. It wouldn't shock me. I'd be like, I mean, you can kind of see it, man. You can't deny it. You know, I went through the entire draft process and, you know, I talked about how good Smith was and there had to be a conversation about wide receiver one. And I think we got there. I think I feel like I've done, I did a good job. We had the conversation. It was a valid conversation. 
There were a lot of reasons why some people do have Devontae Smith ahead of Jamar Chase because he's not a perfect prospect. I don't think he's the best wide receiver since Julio Jones. I don't think he's the best wide receiver since Amari Cooper, but he's the number one wide receiver in this 2021 class because of the body of work, the athleticism, and then the projected draft capital to be the first wide receiver off the board here on Thursday night. And when he walks into that room in Miami, if he walks into that room in Cincinnati, I'm going to tell you right now, Bengals fans... T. Higgins, dynasty managers, you should be trembling right now. I would be shaking in my boots because if the Bengals draft Jamar Chase, he's going to be the top dog in Cincy. I mean, you know, who's going to be asked out? If Jamar Chase is the X that moves T. Higgins to the Z, you got Tyler Boyd in the slot. T. Higgins might be the guy that's asked out. I would be very, very, very weary as 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 a as a T Higgins dynasty manager of Cincinnati drafting Jamar Chase. That will not bode well for T. Higgins. If he goes to Miami, see you later. Preston Williams, you're out of the door. Devontae Parker by week four, you will be the number two. Will Fuller, you're gonna stretch the field and do your thing, but Chase is gonna be the guy. If he goes to Detroit, he's gonna be the guy for Jared Goff from day one. I mean there's no there are very few situations that I can see Jamar Chase landing in that actually makes sense from a draft perspective that he would walk in and be like the wide receiver too, right? I think the Giants is where it gets interesting. If if Smith goes to the Giants, he's two behind Kenny Galladay's one. Chase isn't going to fall there. Does Philly try to make a move up? I don't know what's going to happen. But what I do know is outside of him landing in Dallas, Green Bay, Kansas City, New Orleans, Tennessee, Tampa Bay at 32, outside of him falling to 32, he's going to be probably the top dog for whatever NFL team he runs around. And to deny that type of opportunity in fantasy football is a bad, bad losing proposition. Give me the cat that's walking in to 100 damn targets as a rookie potentially barring injury. He's a talented player, man. He's physical after the catch. We saw that in 2019. I talked about the comp for me. For Jamar Chase, and I've thrown—I don't even think I've done a comp on Jamar Chase because I don't—I've done no profiles on him. But if I had to compare him to any wide receiver, he would be a blend of Mike Evans's ability to get down the field and grab those contested catch balls. Get, he can get down the field. Jamar Chase can—I wouldn't consider him like a deep threat in the traditional sense of a of a Will Fuller, but he can play down the field with the physicality and the ability to break tackles and just be a monster after the catch, like A.J. Brown. He's a combination of a Mike Evans, A.J. Brown, not from a physical size standpoint, right, folks? I got to just clarify that because when I said that, oh, he's not 6'4", he's not 6'5", I'm not doing a physical comp as far as the size. I'm talking about the play style. He reminds me of a, of, of a Mike Evans, A.J. Brown mold. I think that's that's what he could become at the next level. And he's pretty bust proof, right? I, I don't there's nothing that I've seen. Any, you know, I'm not expecting Justin Jefferson. And I don't think anybody any one of us should expect Justin Jefferson, but I don't think he's going to fail. Jamar Chase is the wide receiver Uno in the 2021 NFL draft. I got Chase. I got Smith, Waddle, 
Bateman and Moore and not the Rondell Moore. I still love him, but he doesn't crack the top five. But we'll talk about where Moore is, where Terrace Marshall is, where Amon Ross St. Brown is a little bit later with the squad, with the patrons. I appreciate y'all checking out the show. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Make sure you follow Destination Debbie. We are dropping shit every single day this week. It is draft week. We are ready to do it. Jay Rich and I just recorded the Black Box Show. Make sure you check that out. It was some some good stuff on this episode of the Black Box Show. Make sure y'all check that out. But uh, as always, I appreciate y'all. I'm out of this thing. Peace. Peace.